Are you tired of the non-stop hustle and grind? Welcome to Life in Business, the podcast for business owners who want success without sacrificing life. I'm Libby Langley, your host, award-winning, no BS, straight-talking business coach, Amazon best-selling author, and the queen of easy business. Join me to learn simple and practical strategies for growing your business, your profits, and your confidence, and for having fun too. Here's this week's episode. Hello, welcome to another episode of Life in Business. I'm your host, Libby Langley, and as ever, it's really nice to be here with you today. I'm going to give you some business lessons today from our recent trip to Disneyland Paris. Uh, It's kind of quite interesting, really, how the Disney franchise just kind of does some stuff really, really well. And there are a few observations that I had about our trip. We were only there for, what, three days. But some observations I had about our trip that kind of maybe will surprise you a bit. So hopefully there's a bit of intrigue and some really good lessons for you here. So first thing to say is um, we both came back really ill. (laughs) I'm still ill. We've been back for a week and a half and I've got this awful chest infection. Um, And my husband came home with COVID. So (laughs) not sure if that was... Disney magic or or what really there but um yeah we both got really ill so um so that's been fun so I had to cancel pretty much everything out of my diary as a result of all the goodness that Mickey and Minnie spread there <laughs> but that's not the lesson that's a lesson about just going out where there are people you know just be careful of that because people will give you germs but the kind of major thing that I picked up really from from the trip, we oh, this is my fourth trip, I think, my fourth time of going. First time was 25 years ago, so it was all shiny, new and exciting then. And the last time my husband and I went was four years ago. And I I did notice kind of a, a change, actually, in that four years. I would say that actually it's quite tatty now, quite a lot of it. Um, they're, you know, it's very, very clean. They clean all their pavements. They clean everything every morning. Very, very clean but actually just kind of really tatty. And I think that a lot of that is to do with the fact that it has been there for 30 years now. And some of the stuff is still the original kind of what decor, you know, stage setting stuff. Um, and it just it just is showing its age, absolutely showing its age. I mean, there's there's a good proportion of the park that really just needs ripping down and, and starting again. Um, I know they are they're constantly doing work and doing stuff up, but yeah, overall quite tatty. But the that sort of doesn't matter. And that was one of the really interesting kind of lessons from this, actually, is the fact that some of it's tatty, a lot of it's dated, um, some bits are just, oh my goodness, hugely inappropriate now. I'm looking at you, um, it's a small-minded world. That is has is a ride that has not aged well at all and wholly inappropriate in this, um, in this day and age, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, the kind of um, cultural appropriation there and the fact that there aren't any black people in the world until you get to Africa. Really uncomfortable, um, really uncomfortable ride. But that aside, it's so popular there. It's so popular and it's very busy. And kind of the the first lesson there is that you don't have to reinvent. You don't have to renew, redo all the time if your brand is strong 
And that's really just such a hugely important lesson. Like I say, some of the stuff is really, is really tatty and outdated and all of this. But because it's under the Disney brand, people will still go and people will still enjoy the experience. And the experience absolutely still is still there and still exists. You're not taking anything away from the from the experience there. But yeah, it was a really, it was kind of a really stark stark and obvious lesson to me to me there that doesn't matter you just keep doing what you do and people will will still come so the thing to to note on that though is that they do other stuff really really well you can't be tatty you can't be out of date you can't be kind of a bit old and tired without all the other stuff being really great and the things that they do really well, which is kind of what the the light I want to shine on, um, shine for you today, really, that stuff that you can learn from this and stuff that we can all pick up from this, is to stick to one thing and do it really, really well. Now, Disney do, you know, the kind of the Disney thing, right? Everybody knows what that is. And they do it so well they do the all encompassing you're here you're here you're in you're suspending your belief you're in our magical kingdom they do do that so so well and it's so structured and so kind of formulaic the way that they do it because it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. And even the the parades that they put on, for example, you know, they're great fun, people dancing and all this, the, the characters dancing and all that. As they go down the, the, the main street of the park, it's the same thing. It's the same thing over and over again. They do it, I don't know what, three, four times a day? Um, every day. And they just keep doing it. And they're smiling and waving in exactly the same way over and over again. But it's this consistency that makes such a difference. So it doesn't matter if you go on a Tuesday afternoon or a Saturday morning or when whenever you're there, your experience will be exactly the same. And that's so important. I mean, we all have off days, you know, and I'm I'm ill at the minute, but you know, you've kind of got to, you've got to try and keep the same level of standard of service going, um, whatever else is is going on. And you wouldn't catch any of the, the cast, as they're called there, any of the staff kind of having an off day. That doesn't hap- happen in Disneyland, in the, in the Disney world. And, you know, and I mean, the staff genuinely do seem, they do seem to kind of, you know, they enjoy their jobs. They seem to, or they're so well trained that you can't tell they don't like their jobs either way. Um, but they, they, they stick to this kind of, this formulaic, we'll make everything amazing for you. And, and it works and they stick to it. So there is definitely something to be, to be learned from that is to choose your kind of tone of voice your way of doing things, your raison d'etre, and then just stick to it. And you don't need to, you don't need to deviate from that at all. So the consistency works extremely well. And also as to staying on brand. You know, Brad, you go to Disney, my God, you know you're at Disney, right? <laughs> Everything is branded. You know, little things like, I don't know, this little 
taps and and things that are that are branded kind of there's little detail like that you could never forget for a second where you are and that again is this kind of total absorption into into your brand into your product into your service and it's really clever it's really subtle because it's whilst it is enormously in your face it also sort of isn't it's these little touches that you just you just never forget where you are and that you're there to have a good time and you're there to enjoy yourself and it is it is a it's a tried and tested business model disney you know i mean they've been doing this for years and they've been they're all about delivering customer experience and they certainly used to i don't know if they still do but they certainly used to run kind of customer experience leadership programs out in florida but when i first started my business you know, way back in kind of what it would have been 2012, 2013, I knew quite a few people who went off to to Disney to their to their leadership programs to learn about the the kind of Disney way and the experience or sorry, the way of delivering this experience for for clients. And there is absolutely an awful lot that we can all learn from it, whether we're you know, a massive corporate or just a tiny one person. There is a lot that can be can be done for it. But I think this staying on brand and being absolutely clear what your brand guidelines are, so what you stand for, what your vision is, what your mission is, what you will and won't do, and what you do and don't believe in. If you are really clear on that and you stick to that, you're not going to go far wrong, quite frankly, in business, because you'll get known for a certain thing. You know, like Disney is known for escapism and a happy experience. Really clearly, everybody would kind of, everybody would say that there's no real dark side to to Disney. And so your brand, whatever your brand is, you can have the same kind of belief and that everybody gets you to, to know for that, gets to know you for that. Certainly as well for Disney, it's all about creating memories. It's all about making everything an experience. I mean, they do their, the literal experiences of the kind of like, you know, the character um, meet and greets and all that stuff. But actually, it's the whole thing from the minute that you arrive and you walk through the gate, everybody is about making your experience better and creating memories it's 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 overstaffed to a really high extent i think there are staff everywhere and that actually adds to the experience because one thing you know the one thing that none of us want is people kind of floundering right and not knowing not knowing who to ask or what's really going on or or anything anything like that and Disney very early on realised that we do need that human connection. You know, we can automate everything. We can automate everything to the nth degree. But actually, it's that human connection and being, being able to talk to people that is part of, a really important part of the overall experience of whatever it is that we're, we're experiencing. So having so many staff there and checking that you're okay and seeing that you need if you need anything and just being visible and available uh, is a phenomenal cost resource phenomenal cost resource but they will have worked out 
and they will have done it very scientifically and they'll have a lot of data about it. But they will have worked out that by having however many staff to to a certain number of visitors, I don't know what the ratio, ratio is, but, you know, say, I don't know, 20 visitors to one staff member, for example. I don't know the, the data, but something like that across the entire park is the optimum level for customer satisfaction. And so whilst it does seem like there are, you know, there's two people just standing, kind of just standing there waiting to to talk to you if you want to talk to them, whilst it might seem like a waste and a, a big resource, a big spend, it really, really makes a difference. The fact that you don't, if you have a question or something happens or whatever, um, you don't have to go to customer services each time. There are just people there. It, it eliminates an awful lot of to and fro in. It eliminates a lot of questions. It eliminates a lot of bad feeling. And it just deals with the thing like that. And so it's dealt with and you can move on. And it's really, it's a very, very clever way to, to run a business. And it is cost heavy, but it will mean that they have fewer complaints, you know, at ultimately it, happier people and happier people will come back more and will recommend to their friends. So it's a very, it's sensible. You know, it's a sensible business strategy that they will have developed over the over the years. And on the rides too, you know, obviously there's lots of rides at, at Disney and the the amount of staff on some of the rides, you know, we were we were kind of staggered really how many people there were on on some of them. Um and it's the same thing. It's like it, where whereas they could have one staff member checking seatbelts, they have two because it speeds it up. And yeah, it's just it's just really interesting to look at it as a kind of the mechanics of the of the business. I found it really, really interesting to see how they do it. So they they absolutely invite questions. They have staff everywhere so that you can you can talk to people, you can find out what's going on. They all seem to know pretty much everything. You know, they're very well briefed, these staff. Um the, on the first day when we got there, oh, we'd had we'd been to we went down to London the night before, and then we got up and we had an early Eurostar, and we were just knackered and probably beginning to be ill as well. Me certainly, and we got there, and it's all just loads of noise and confusion, and you need to just kind of get your bearings and and all of this. And um, I remember I asked a guy, I said, "Is there anywhere we can just get a beer?" And he said, "No, you can only have um, you can only have alcohol with food in inside the the park here." He said, "You have to go out to the studios or somewhere else to get a drink." And it's all right, okay. So you're very wholesome here. Then <laughs> we did then discover that actually you can do it. You can. Do it. There are ways of just getting a drink, but but yeah, it was quite interesting. It's the, it's this um, inviting these questions, talking to people, and absolutely that sticking to the brand, right? Because it's about wholesome entertainment. It's not about people wandering around drinking or, or anything like that. Whereas then you go over to the studio side and there's the beautiful um, Ratatouille French Quarter and they have wine and cheese kind of cabins. So that was amazing. <laughs> so that was a whole different um, a whole different side we discovered to the park. <laughs> and being visible and approachable. So like I say, there are staff everywhere. There's people you can ask questions of just everywhere in the park. It's So for you in your business, how easy is it for people to talk to you, to ask you questions, to find you, 
to be able to connect with you. If you make that difficult for people, you will be losing customers because inquiries ultimately means customers, means people are interested. So being visible doesn't necessarily mean that you're everywhere on every social media platform. What it means is that it is wherever you are, it is easy for people to find you and it is easy for people to message you. So allowing people to message you, for example, responding to comments if you get them on social media, having a contact me, contact us form on your website, making your email address available on your LinkedIn profile, things like that that sound really simple and straightforward. Sometimes we put barriers up and we make it more difficult than it needs to be for people to get in touch with us. So if you think of this kind of omni, omnipresent uh, Disney staff approach, how easy is it for people to find you for a start and then to, to talk to you and then to contact you? There might be some tweaks that you can make there within your business just to make yourself a little bit more accessible. And this isn't about forgetting all your boundaries and just being on and available 24-7. It's about being being found, yeah? And being, for people, being able to contact you. And making things easy, that's really kind of the, the key here. At Disney, they make everything super easy, right? Everything's on tap all the time. It just feels like you're not never far away from anything. I mean, they have, you know, toilets that have loads of toilets that <laughs> just makes life so much easier but it is a thought through right what are people going to need when they're here and water filling stations now for water bottles you know that's something that's been introduced and makes such a difference so you it's quite hard to kind of run out or be desperate for a wee or any of these things because the facilities the facilities are there another thing that i i noticed in our hotel which again really tatty, really needs redoing, even though it's four-star one. Hopefully it's next on the list um, for being updated. But staff were brilliant, really well-resourced hotel. And one thing that they do is they clearly know their audience because in the hotel room, there's all the continental sockets. There was a, a UK socket. There's a UK socket as well. They know that a large proportion of their visitors are from the UK. And so just to make it that little tiny bit easier, they put a UK socket in there. So you can just plug your hairdryer in or whatever without having to having to have an adapter. And they didn't need to do that, right? They don't need to do that, but it's just a little touch that shows that they know their audience and that's one thing that can just make their um, things a little bit easier for their audience. So what could you do in your business that just makes it that little bit easier? easier. And it might be um, as simple as putting captions on your videos, okay, which you should, you can do because your audience responds better to be able to read captions rather than having had to, rather than having to have sound on, for example. It could be that you offer alternatives. So you might offer an audio only subscription rather than video, for example, because they, people can listen to things on the go. There's different ways that you can make stuff just that little bit easier by offering whatever it is that your audience will respond to and your clients will respond to. So little touches didn't go unnoticed. I mean, I don't know how many other people actually kind of notice all this stuff. I certainly... Um, I, I noticed detail. I noticed detail about things. And certainly I went there with a, right, what can we learn from this? 
um, kind of attitude and was making notes on my phone as we went round, which, you know, is super nerdy, but that's what I was doing. So I don't know how many people actually notice all these things, but I'm damn sure that they, if that stuff wasn't there, their experience wouldn't be quite as good. And that's kind of the key point, really, isn't it? You don't need to make all this stuff really obvious. It's just that it's there, therefore it's better by being there. And attention to detail. Disney is good at attention to detail. Now, forget all the fact that, you know, places need doing up and it's all kind of a bit, a lot of it's kind of a bit tired and dated. But even in the kind of little corners of the park, the window, you know, the, the window will be decorated, which is the back window of one of the shops on the main street or something. The the detail, it doesn't, it doesn't end because you're not at the front if that makes sense. So, you know, the front of stuff is obviously all decorated, but you go around the back and it's kind of still themed. And so if people look around the corner of your business, is it still consistent? And is the detail still there or does it kind of fall apart a little bit? So is your social media as slick as what you say to people? Is your, you know, does your website have all the detail that you talk about on your social media posts? What happens if people kind of just look around the corner for your business? Are you, are, yeah, is your detail, it's your detail attention to, <laughs> like Disney's is. And I think really the kind of, the, you know, like the core element, I think, is um, oh, the song that they sing or they sang while we we were there, whichever production we saw, of these, uh, the display, what do you call it? The parades, that's the word, down Main Street that they do, that was about smiling bigger and dreaming bigger. And whilst smiling bigger can have an element of toxic positivity about it, which, you know, I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of fire Disney, but it's... I, I quite like the overall message of smile bigger, dream bigger, because smiling bigger to me is about enjoying the journey. And I say this a lot to clients and on this podcast, is that being in business is not a linear thing. It's not, a, I start my business, I reach my goal. It doesn't work like that. It's a journey. And it's a journey that will just continue and go up, go down, go round in circles, do a loop the loop. And that's all part of it. And if you, if you, you know, if you smile bigger, if you enjoy that journey and enjoy that experience, actually the, the being in business, the whole notion of being in business just becomes more fun and becomes more of an enjoyable way of life rather than a thing that you do. So I don't believe in toxic positivity. I don't believe in, you know, you must be happy because sometimes it's really shit and really hard, right? But if you know that that's just part of the journey and you can accept that that's part of the journey and you kind of enjoy the learning experience even of the tough times, then actually your experience in business will be so much more rewarding than if you're just hell-bent on achieving whatever your goal is because that could take you years to do. And so you might as well enjoy what happens in those, in those years until you achieve the success. And dream bigger... You know, this isn't about you've got to set yourself a really big, scary, audacious goal. It's not that. It's just 
you can achieve more than you think you can achieve just by giving it a go and by looking at where you've already come from and what you've already achieved. You'll be stunned at, if you look at you on day one of when you started your business versus where you are now on day however many, you know, 365, 1500, whatever day you're on in your business, you will be absolutely stunned to look back. And if you ask yourself what day one or day 30 or day 50 of you in business would have thought of day you now today, I bet you will be so proud of yourself and the journey that you've come on and how you're actually already dreaming far bigger than you could ever, ever have imagined that you would have been able to. And so there's some really good lessons for you, good solid business lessons for you there from my trip to Disneyland Paris. And stick to one thing, do it well, be consistent, stay on brand, create memories and make what you do an experience be visible, be approachable, invite questions, make it easy and know your audience, make it easy for them to want to connect with you, to want to be part of your world and enjoy the ride. It's the most important thing. So thank you very much and thanks to Mickey and Minnie for all their support in putting together this episode. Yeah, be wary of crowds, they'll make you poorly, but (laughs) I hope that these these lessons have been really useful for you and there's some food for thought there and that you can implement in your own business so lots of love and i'll see you next week thank you for listening to life in business please make sure that you subscribe or follow so you don't miss any future episodes and if you enjoyed today's show please leave a review as it helps others to find the podcast and spread the word that there's an easier way to do business If you want to chat with me about today's episode or suggest a topic for the future, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Libby Langley. See you next week.